welcome to episode 194 of the Ben Briggs podcast. I am Ben Briggs. It is uh, it's Saturday, people. Saturday, uh, Saturday, uh, Saturday the 13th of March, 2000, 2000, uh, 2021. And um, I'm in a bit of a chipper mood today, people. I've been, I've been up early. Uh, I, got, I got up early to uh, specifically uh, watch TV. Uh, <laughs> that's, what, that's what it's coming to, people. Um, before, in the before times, before everything went pear-shaped, everything went tits up, the uh, entertainment hospitality industry died, um, I would get up early to write material. And now I have become a couch potato uh, slob um, who gets up early to watch TV. So uh, I've been up, I get into things and uh, and there's no coming out, baby. There's no coming out. So um, the latest series of Lance, last Lance, last chance you um, basketball is um, is on Netflix at the minute. So I've been uh, hammering all the episodes of that. I really invest in the characters uh, and the people in it. And then I um, I end up like anything like that. Uh, I end up like Googling um, uh, who where they are now. Um, to see if they made it like into the NBA or anything like that, or whether they got picked up, or uh, what universities they went to, or or wh- whether they've been drafted or anything like that. And uh, nine times, well, ninety nine times out of a, you know, out of a hundred, um, or even more than that, I think that the odds are that slim that you make it into the NBA. Um, are that slim, so they they always end up like do a little catch up with them and stuff like that, and they're always and you're like, oh fucking hell, man, you're so fucking talented. The amount of wasted talent that goes out, um, just because of um things like I don't know domestic situations or they get involved in you know not casting aspersions about basketball players, but they like um they'll get fucking done by the police or they end up in prison or they're I'm fucking fascinated with what avenue, um, these kids take, uh, and, um, how, um, how that affects the fucking rest of their life and how, like how someone's so talented, but doesn't really work hard or anything like that. And <laughs> I'm not, not drawing, uh, drawing comparisons with my own life here. Um, and, uh, just how, uh, how, how it works out but I, it, i'm fascinated by that entire series um and the the correlations between sort of uh when i used to play football as a kid and um some of the shit these people take from basketball coaches and uh all the internal politics that go on and shit like that like within the team structure i mean you can quantify that and sort of like extrapolate that across life in general can't you how there's you know you could do that in comedy um how uh not necessarily the most talented people get picked to do stuff um but it's because they know how to play the game <laughs> that's a fucking little dig there from me baby um let's have a little bit of tea but anyway i've been uh i've been watching that 
Uh, I thoroughly recommend it. Um, just uh, obviously, they like anything these days. They add an emotional angle with certain things, and there's certain story threads that they follow through, um, and certain players that they follow more than others. Um, but um, usually, the best ones. But uh, it's um, yeah, it's fascinating watching it. I love anything like that. Anything like real live fucking documentary. Um, where you're learning about people's lives and um, and how that how individual choices can be affected, um, and you see things going, people going in a certain direction before even they do. It fascinates me. Um, anyway, talking about things to watch, I did see um, this is an it was an advert initially um, uh, for. Um, uh, I don't know what it was. It, it was, I think it was an advert for this film that I saw on Facebook or something like that. Um, and um, it's a film that's coming out apparently uh, next year, 2022. Um, it's uh, it's called Cocaine Bear. Now, uh, this is it's like a true, it's a true life story uh, by Elizabeth Banks's new film, it's called. Uh, Cocaine Bear, the must-see and must-avoid movie of 2022. Um, it's a new film about the aftermath of a narcotics drop in Georgia National Park. Uh, um, and it sounded hilarious, but it, it says it may be less hilarious than it first sounds. Basically, it's a true-life story of, like, a brown or black bear or whatever who came across this um, cocaine drop in the National Park and ate the... <laughs> Ate <laughs> fucking shitloads of it, and then um, was off its tits and died. Uh, I mean, what more do you want? I don't know where they can go with this. I imagine I don't know who they're getting to play the bear. Um, it's a shame Robin Williams isn't still alive. <laughs> they could get Richard Pryor to play it in the seventies. Um, I don't know. Uh, so uh, there's a school of thought that Elizabeth Banks's version of Charlie's Angels flopped because it was too familiar. Uh, apparently, people. Uh, 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 let's have a look. Cocaine Bear. Regardless of quality or budget or genre, you'd watch Cocaine Bear. You wouldn't even buy your tickets online because that would rob you of the opportunity to say out loud in cinema employer, "I would like to spend my money." <laughs> yeah, I know. I want to watch it. Who doesn't want to watch? Hopefully, a bear getting whacked off its tits. Um, it could be anything, couldn't it? You know, just, uh, uh, let's have a look. In December 1985, a bear was walking around Chattatoo, Okotoni, uh, Okoni, uh, that's hard to say, National Forest, minding its own business when it found 40 plastic bags of cocaine worth $15 million. So it ate them and then died. That's, <laughs> it can't just be that, but it's, even that sounds fucking great. Um, the medical examiner who performed an autopsy on the bear said the cause of death was cerebral hemorrhaging, respiratory failure, hypothermia, renal failure, heart failure. Stroke. <laughs> it's fucking... This bear was the fucking river phoenix of bears. Uh, you name it, the bear had it. His stomach was literally packed to the brim with cocaine. Uh, there isn't a mammal on the planet who could survive that. <laughs> fucking hell, it just ate the lot. Uh, I suppose, like, after it had one little sniff of it, it was fucking... <laughs> if it had survived, though, oh, man, it would have been the most fucking obnoxious bear uh, 
just going around slapping people's asses, that sort of shit, giving it the big one. Um, uh, so this is apparently, that's the bit that takes the shine off cocaine bear a bit because a film where a real bear suffering a miserable drug overdose alone in the frozen woods doesn't exactly scream blockbuster. Fortunately, it's likely that the film will tell the story of why the bear found the cocaine, which is a humdinger of a caper. Um, so apparently it turns out that two men who left the cocaine in the woods, um, uh, one was a corrupt narcotics officer who had become head of an international drug smuggling operation that first arrested in 1980 when the police released him in the hope that he would lead them to more powerful figures. Uh, however, while transporting cocaine by plane four years later, he ran into engine trouble. He dumped it in the woods and evacuated by parachute, uh, but the parachute didn't open properly and he died on impact 50 miles away in Knoxville. Uh, next to 70 pounds of cocaine, thousands of dollars in cash and three weapons. <laughs> what a way to go out. Uh, dear, there's no um, investigation needed there, is there? That is an open and shut fucking case for the police. Um, no need for an autopsy at all, is there? No need for any sort of like, uh, oh, my God, this guy died in a parachute. Well, let's like trace back and try. And... No, he's found dead in a parachute. 70 pounds of cocaine, thousands of dollars in cash and three weapons. Yeah, it's a fucking, it's a fucking dealer. Ah, oh, Jesus. Uh, it says, which is a fun story, a little like the 2017 Tom Cruise film, American Made. Um, uh, but then again, it does end with a real life bear, frightened and disorientated. Oh God, this is a bit of a wishy-washy review of it, isn't it? A real-life bear, frightened and disorientated and suffering an unthinkably agonising death. And whatever you thought of American Made, you have to admit that it's a climax didn't involve a bear choking on its own vomit in unbelievable pain, which has to be a good thing. Um, uh, so Cocaine Bear apparently might not be the zany fun time comedy that its title suggests. Uh, the poor creature Pablo Escobar, they dubbed it. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? Uh, I urge everybody to go out and see Cocaine Bear. It sounds fucking amazing. Um, you see, that's the thing with um, animals, isn't it? They've got no sense of um, if there's like food or something like that. They will just fucking gorge themselves silly. Um, it's like a dog. If you keep fucking topping up, it's like dog bowl bowl full of food it'll just keep on eating until it's sick no you know none of them ever they're they're not like none of them are ever body conscious are they uh animals no none of them ever think oh i'm putting on a few pounds they just see food and just fucking eat it that could be the thing that divides us from normal animals i think uh the fact that we know when to restrict um when we're eating and when we're not Maybe that's something to do with the fact that we're more aware of our food cha- uh, food supplies and uh, and where we are in the food chain. And we know when we're going to get our next meal most of the time, I know. Um, yeah, I imagine, I, I don't know. I'm, what a way to go out. I know they're saying um, that the bear had an agonising death and it looked like it just ruptured every single fucking organ in its fucking body. But I imagine 
the first few fucking mouthfuls of that cocaine. It was, <laughs> it was fucking loving it. Uh, it obviously liked it, didn't it? The taste, it's not like fucking horrible to it. Um, was it? It was fucking loving the first bit. I imagine that bear at the end of all of that feels the same way you feel like after you've had a bowl of ice cream and it's fucking lush and then there's a little bit left. There's there's enough for another bowl of ice cream left in the in the ice cream box and you think, fuck it, I'll have the lot. So you scoop it into your bowl and then you just eat it. You get about halfway through that and you're like, oh, I've had enough now, but I can't be fucked to put it back in the freezer, I'll just eat it. And it's that, I imagine the last bit of that, uh, what that bear was eating, that cocaine, the bear was eating felt very much like, (laughs) and you're trying to force the ice cream down, just like, oh God, I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have had all this. (laughs) Bear's just sitting there, I shouldn't have had all this cocaine, man, fucking. But I'm amazing, I feel great, I feel great. I just feel like I want to talk to somebody. Share my dreams with him. Uh, yeah, it sounds fucking amazing. Uh, hell of a story behind that. Um, uh, it's fucking wicked. Um, who would have ever predicted that, that, uh, you know, a bear would get, you know, I, I suppose, you know, if a bear's going to come across anything, it's going to try and eat it, isn't it? Uh, and it obviously liked the old fucking first... <laughs> First bit of cocaine, I'll have a bit fucking, have a bit more of that fucking white powdery shit. It's fucking amazing. Bit of tea there, sorry. Oh, fucking hell. I just spilt it all as well. What a knob. Um, Yeah. Anyway, I I can't wait for that to come out. I I hope it lives up to the hype. I hope it's not just like, you know. It's lucky there wasn't a gun there and the fucking bear picks up an AK-47 or something like that. Can they make it more... (laughs) A little bit more interesting than just a bear overdosing. Uh, that could be it. Um, anyway, um, that's some of those looking out that got my attention this week. Anyway, it looks quite good. Um, this is uh, there's another story here that made me fucking laugh about. Um, uh, people must be rubbing their hands with glee at this. Um, this is a, a trader who bought um, thirty six million dollars uh, worth of copper. Um, gets painted rocks instead. <laughs> Always check what you're buying on the internet, baby. Where did he buy it? Fucking um, wish us or, or wish or something like that. That's never... It's all fucking fake shit or Etsy. Somebody on Etsy made it for him. Um, commodities trader Mercuria says it is the victim of fraud. Thieves in Turkey switch painted paving stones for copper. It's <laughs> fucking amazing. Fair play to them. Fair play to those Turkish peoples. Uh, commodities trader, trader Mercuria Energy Group Limited struck a deal last summer to buy $36 million worth of copper from a Turkish supplier. Um, yeah, you know, anyone who's been on holiday to Turkey uh, knows don't buy any fucking jewellery out there. <laughs> It ain't fucking gold. Uh, That's for sure. Uh, The one they'll show you is gold and then they'll fucking wrap it up in a little box and see you later with a little bit of plastic. There you go. Uh, (laughs) 
Check it when you get home. When you're on the plane, on your way home, check it then. Put it on then. It'll look really nice. See you later. There's another one, Mustafa. That's another sucker leaves the store. But when the cargo arrived, uh, started arriving in China, all it found were containers full of painted rocks. Um, I'm surprised they even painted them. You know what I mean? I'm surprised they went to the trouble of painting them. Just people, you know, painting the rocks thinking, oh, you know, you know, just send the rocks. If you're going to do that, if you're going to change copper, um into just painted rocks. You might as well just save save yourself some fucking time. Go the whole hog. You know, don't bother putting in the effort. Uh, the saga unfolds like a gangland thriller with a Swiss trading house saying it's been the victim of cargo fraud. Um, before its journey from a port near Istanbul to China even began, about 6,000 tonnes of blister copper in more than 300 containers were switched with jagged paving stones spray-painted to resemble the semi-refined metal. You wouldn't even bother, would you? The bizarre case highlights commodity traders' vulnerability to fraud even when security and inspection controls were in place. This is fucking brilliant. This would make a fucking good film. Do that. Make this fucking film. Somebody out there, throw a cocaine-fucking-addicted bear in there. You got yourself a blockbuster, baby. You got yourself a fucking blockbuster. Uh, Turkish police took 13 people into custody. Oh, they don't want to go in uh, Turkish prison, that's for sure. In relation to the faux copper scheme, Mercuria, one of the five biggest independent oil traders in the world, is seeking redress in both Turkish courts and the UK arbitration case against the copper supplier. Um, That's the thing. There you go, Mercuria. Never buy things without fucking having a man on the ground. Do you? You want a guy, if you're spending that sort of money, millions of dollars on copper, you can at least afford to fucking fly out a guy just to check it over and make sure it's all right. (laughs) And somebody who knows about copper as well, not somebody who's like going to, I don't really like copper came, originally came uh, before it's refined and everything in the form of uh, spray painted (laughs) fucking spray painted paving stones <laughs> and I bet they were nicked as well uh, somebody goes out to his patio fucking hell where's all the fucking paving stones gone oh, Jesus uh, that's fucking brilliant I love that sort of thing I love to see rich multinational companies being robbed <laughs> uh, they even pay the 36 million in five installments the last payment. It's his fucking. Uh, this fraud wasn't discovered until the ships began arriving in the Chinese in a Chinese port later in the month. By then, all eight vessels were en route to China. Yeah, well, you know, um, somebody's made thirty. What was it? Thirty-eight million. Thirty-six million. Somebody's made a tidy thirty-six million there, and all they've got to do is replace a patio. <laughs> oh fucking hell. Uh excellent, excellent stuff. Um anyway, here we go on future stuff that's happening. Um here it is. You see, this is uh this is something that's proper futuristic to me. I'll start the um uh I'll have a bit of tea here. Hang on. Didn't spill it that time. 
Um, this is uh, something that's happened in the news. Um, well, not happened in the news, but like a new thing that's come out. Bowel cancer screening capsules um, are the latest in at uh, latest in at home care. Um, so what what this is right? Innovation in the NHS. Here we are, and uh, fucking National Health Service save the NHS. Uh, we'll see patients in England swallow tiny cameras instead of having standard endoscopy. So instead of sticking a camera up your rectum, they uh, they're putting a camera in a. T- I know this is like futuristic shit. Um, they're putting a little camera in the size of a pill. So you swallow that. That travels all through your system. You get to see your dinner uh, you had the night before. Uh, you get to see any little tapeworms you got in there. That all goes, and then you shit it out. But it all show whether you've got. Can you control it? Because is it a three sixty camera? Um, I imagine it would be, wouldn't it? Because if you've got like on one side of your bowels and the camera's facing the other side, uh, people would be able to check if they have bowel cancer by swallowing a tiny. <laughs> That's fucking nice, isn't it? <laughs> Ah, Jesus, that was a particularly difficult shit I had this morning. Anyway, let's check if I've got bowel cancer. Pop a pill. Yes, I have. Oh, shit. Uh, People will be able to check if they have bowel cancer by swallowing a tiny capsule containing miniature cameras and an extension of patient self-care. This is amazing. Pictures transmitted from inside their body during the painless procedure will help doctors judge whether a person has bowel cancer, the second deadliest form of di- of the disease in the UK. There we go. The boss of the NHS in England said the procedure, known as a colon capsule endoscopy, is an example of sci-fi medicine increasingly deployed to improve care. One of the country's top doctors said the capsules illustrated a major shift of healthcare. What happens if that gets stuck? What happens if... Um, surely it's got to be proof so it's not proofed so it doesn't, you know, get broken down by the acids in the stomach and you just, this is like, it reminds me of the film Inner Space, you know what I mean, where they shrink uh, fucking Martin Short down and he, uh, no, they don't shrink him down, do they? They shrink somebody down. Is it Kurt Russell? I think it is. Uh, Inner Space. I need to know this. Kurt... Russell. Um, yeah, Kurt, Kurt Russell. Uh, yeah, it is Kurt Russell, isn't it? Oh, no, it's not. It's fucking not. Who is it? Who's that guy is in? Inner Space. Oh, fuck. I know this is boring, people, but I, you know, I need to know this. Inner Space cast. It would have been easier for... Why did it come up on some articles? Dennis Quaid. You don't hear of him anymore, do you? Dennis Quaid. Oh, Quaid. Yeah, Dennis Quaid. They shrink him down, don't they? And he's in a little little fucking um, spacecraft bombing about Martin Short's body. Uh, it's quite a good film, that. It's very 80s. Um... 67. Dennis Quaid is 67 now. Uh, filmography. Has he done anything recently that we're aware of? Uh, the Tiger Rising, Reagan, American Underdog, The Kurt Warner Story, uh, The Pretenders, I Can Only Imagine, 
G.I. Joe a few years ago. Uh, still working, though. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, it sounds like it sounds like one of these futuristic like that. Like in the 80s when we were watching those films, you just think, hey, man, this is sci-fi. And then what? 40 years later, here we come, baby. Um, yeah, it's fucking amazing. They must be able to do that for everything then. Can they do that? It'll, it'll get that. It must get to the stage where they get a camera that small they can put it in your bloodstream and travel. You know, oh Jesus! You know that. Oh Jesus! It looks quite big actually. I <laughs> oh, just looking at it. Uh, they got a, they got a picture of it. It's got fucking. Oh, I would not want to swallow that. Um, they got it next to the standard size of a pen. I don't know. It looks about. It looks about an inch long. An inch long. Something like that. I don't know if I'd want to... And it's got fucking lights in it. Are <laughs> you, sure, you sure that's good for people swallowing that? It's not going to get stuck or something? Or like short out inside your body and fucking, you know. Um, oh, it's two centimetres long. So it's almost an inch long. Um, uh so it follows its seasonal estimates. Thirty thousand home kits test for signs of cervical cancer. Oh right, okay. So like, so basically, what the NHS is doing is right. They're, they're developing all this shit and going. All right, um, being as we've got very little funding, we'll uh, develop all this shit and you fucking diagnose yourself. <laughs> That's basically it, isn't it? We'll make all this shit where you can diagnose yourself. You got fucking Google. Um, everything leads back to cancer anyway, if you Google anything, um, doesn't it? Like you can have, you can have a, like a lump on, uh, lump on your arm or something like that. And it's like, oh, this could be just a cyst. This could be an ingrowing hair. And then when you follow it all down like that, inevitably, this is cancer. You need to chop your arm off immediately. Um, oh, this is quite interesting. Yeah. But it looks fucking two centimeters long. So, fuck putting that, you know. And it looks quite wide as well. It must be about a centimetre wide. Um, yeah, I'm not, uh, I'm not, I think I'll wait until, <laughs> wait until somebody fucking gets one lodged in their throat or something like that. Or they, uh, uh, before I check, you know, not that having, you know, colon cancer or uh, having an end endoscopy is going to be, the uh, greatest thing in the world. Um, but um, I've just had some uh, something come through the letterbox there. Um, I imagine that's my Amazon order I placed. <laughs> um, yeah, it looks fucking dodge, man. Uh, but it does remind me of the spacecraft in inner space. So what happens if you don't shit it out? That's the thing. What happens if it gets stuck somewhere? You've got like, you know, some sort of growth a malignant growth in your bowels or something. It just gets wedged there and then food just gets compacted and the next minute you're, one of your fucking uh, part of your lower intestine splits all because you wanted a fucking selfie. That would be the next thing, wouldn't it? That would be the next thing. Online selfies with your own fucking inside of your fucking bowels. <laughs> uh, it'll be a live viewing People will do that. People will just be popping them like with sweet corn just to see why it's not digested and shit like that. 
or just to time how long, how quick their metabolism is and how quick they process food. It'll all get abused, people, won't it? Or people will put it in fucking... <laughs> That's where it'll end up. It'll be couples um, who are worried that their partners are cheating and guys will just try and, you know, shove it in... Um, in the old lady parts, and uh, just keep an eye, <laughs> just keep an eye on their mobile, just holding their fucking mobile up like that uh, when they're at work, just checking what the, what's going on down there, <laughs> making sure nothing else is going in there. If you can get a camera that small, <laughs> I'd fucking do it just like just to uh, keep a track of the fidelity of your own partner. <laughs> oh fucking hell! Uh, what are we on? 29 minutes, people. 29 minutes. Um, uh, yeah, I fucking forgot about Dennis Quaid, man. Uh, I haven't seen him, him in a film for years because he hit, he hit his fucking prime. Uh, oh, oh, I don't know about that, actually. Uh, uh, Jaws 3D he was in. He has had an awful, awful career, to be to be honest. <laughs> Just looking at his filmography. Oh, man. It was in Wyatt Earp, Doc Holliday. That was the B, uh, the B movie of uh, um, Tombstone is a much superior film to that. Uh, the Parent Trap, Frequency Traffic, The Rookie. Uh, the Rookie's quite a good... It's a baseball film, isn't it? It's quite good. Uh, Day After Tomorrow, awful. Um... Yeah, G.I. Joe, The Rise of Cobra. Oh, Dennis. What what, what have you done, Dennis? Um, yeah. Anyway, what a way to end, trusting somebody's fucking career. <laughs> um, that's it, people. Uh, that was episode 194 of the Ben Briggs podcast. Um, I will be back. Oh, if you want to contact me at all, it is just podcast at benbriggs.co.uk. I will be back on Tuesday, motherfuckers. Um, have a good rest of your weekend. Uh, try to watch a Dennis Quaid film uh, over the weekend. And if you, if you find a decent Dennis Quaid film, um, try and uh, uh, message me and I promise to watch that. Um, and, uh, uh, I don't know. It's just like a list of fucking shit there. There is actors out there though, isn't it? Who just have a whole career of shit. Um, but, um, you know, somehow, uh, managed to still be millionaires. <laughs> anyway, there's hope for all of us. Uh, have a good rest of your weekend. I'll speak to you on Tuesday, motherfuckers. Take care.